Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking all things Club America as we get you guys ready for the second leg against Real Esteli in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. Of course, we'll talk a little bit of the good news in regards to the game that happened against Leon. And then, of course, uh, we'll recap the first leg at Nicaragua and what went wrong for America in that aspect. And to help me to do all of that and talk all things through America, and then my co-host, and then Chris Rivera himself. Chris, how are you? What's up, man? Uh, I've been sick for the past two weeks since my birthday, so excuse my voice if you hear it crack. Uh, I'm doing good, man. I can't complain, you know. I'm getting better, so that's the, the most important thing, you know. And I've been missing the podcast because of the fact I was sick, but now I'm here to give it my best, uh, my, my best rants, even though my voice isn't going to fully give me the energy to do so. All right. Well, definitely happy to have you back on here and everything in that aspect. Um, well, talk to me a little bit of what happened in Nicaragua. I know you watched the game alongside all of us. What What do you think went wrong for America in that aspect? So it, it's kind of it, in the moment, right? You're just heated because nothing's going right. You you see uh, everyone's just failing, right? Misses. It, it felt like our version of the IT game, right? The legendary IT game for the Mexican national team. It felt like that. It felt like we were attacking and. Anytime a cross went through, everyone missed. It didn't matter who it was. They couldn't dribble. They couldn't do anything. And then the mistakes that we had, right, is just one of those things where it's just like Christian was ranting about uh, Emilio Lara beforehand, right? And some of us were kind of saying like, hey, bro, like he's a talented player. You know, he's, he, mistakes happen. And then this game happens, right? And he makes two mistakes. And it's just one of those things where he's like, bro, you're talented, but you can't be making the same mistake over and over again and, and just expect to play, right? You got to either fix it now or or just find somewhere else to fix it, you know? And that's just really what it was. I feel like the field was very bad. I know we don't want to get into those excuses because they're professional players. You don't want to sit here and just be like, oh, the, the the field, that's the reason we lost. But I think we all can agree that there was moments in the game where the ball would just bounce very ugly. I don't know if, if it was just me, you know. I think Jardinet kind of brought it up in, in, a, in an interview or so. Or one of the reporters, you know, said, you know, they're kind of worried about the field. And you can see that that, that was an issue, you know, but. Nonetheless, you can't you can't have those excuses, especially when you play for a big club like us. And luckily, they didn't score another goal. You know, luckily we came out out of that game with an away goal, and now we got to come and finish it in 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 Mexico. We have to treat them as a competitive team because at the end of the day, they are a professional team, and we have to come and kill them. We have to go in there and 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 
just score. Just make make sure that the 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 value of players that we have, like they 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 show their value in this game. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you, you made a very good point. I, I never felt like America felt comfortable in, on the field. Again, a pitch, the pitch excuse is something that I think a, a, a team like our caliber can't really use. Um, just because, we, I mean, we played in turf like three weeks ago against Tijuana um, and still came out on top on that one. So uh, it, it does suck that the, it feels like the team just never acclimated to the environment. Um, and, and it did it punished us at the end of the day. Absolutely. And you're right. We were lucky to come out with the result that we ended up getting. And then at the end of the day, it was, um, for those of you listening to the, to the background noise, that is my son crying. So give me one second here. Um, but, uh, talk to me a little bit more about what do you think, uh, went, went right for America and, and the little bit of spells when our, our starters in on the pitch. Well, it's it's hard to really highlight what went right because it felt like it was just a disaster, right? I think if you had to point a, a positive, it's the fact that 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 maybe you highlight only one player being awful in the reason for these goals, right? Which was Miguelada. Hey, you know, some people are gonna say he's a scapegoat. Some people are gonna say, you know. Rightfully so, we should blame everything on him. But in the, the day, those two goals are on him. And maybe, you know, with Israel Reyes out there who ended up playing some games as a right back, these mistakes don't happen, right? I think that's kind of the 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 positive is that you're not gonna play Emilio Lara in this game. You're you're gonna start either Kevin Alvarez if he's ready, or you're gonna start uh, Israel Reyes if he's if if, he, if you have to, you know. So if you're erasing the problem, which is Emilio Lara, and I, I'm not mistaken, maybe you correct me on this, but I believe every single goal this season has been on Emilio Lara. I don't know if that's an actual you know, fact. I see someone say like, I think I think it Malagón. is. Yeah, I think yes. You see, like it, I think they said Malagón will have zero goals on him if, if it wasn't for Emilio Lara mistakes, and it really sucks, bro. Kind of highlighting that because. Like, me and Christian were having this debate, right, in the group chat. We're saying, look, Emilio Lara is talented, bro. No one's going to, like, be, like uh, convince me he's not talented. You watch him play, bro, and there's something to him, you know? There, he has talent. I've seen uh, other podcasts talk about uh, a comparison between him and Chivas is uh, Chiquete Orozco, if I'm not mistaken that's his name. But they're saying, like, oh, there was never a debate. Emilio Lara never been good. When he's debuted and he started getting minutes, he was a really key player to that defense, you know? No one's going to sit here and deny those facts because at one point we were all saying this is our next Edson Alvarez. Whatever happened, the fame got to his head or just whatever, he, he just didn't continue growing as a player and now he's at fault for so many goals, you know? And I think you 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 look at this game right the first leg and you say all right we take him out we're putting in someone else Kevin or 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 uh, Israel Reyes and these guys should be able to fix this game Israel Reyes has looked really impressive as right like I don't know if people agree with this right maybe they're gonna say that he looks very mid very average but to me he's covering ground that I don't think uh, Kevin Alvarez has been doing consistently since uh, his injury I don't think Layun was doing it consistently. 
and and Emilio obviously wasn't needed, you know. So for me, I'm impressed with Reyes, but you still have to start Kevin Reyes if he's healthy. And you know, Emilio Lara, I think you know if he's at fault for all these goals, you don't see him on the field ever again. I think he's last when it comes to right back, and I think he's last when it comes to center back. And I think you got to start preparing him to be sent on loan or sound completely, right? And I think you got to put him in a yeah. situation where if you do loan him out, in a situation where you are going to let him go and, and grow as a player, right? I don't know how these the, the coaching staff views him now. I don't know how the directiva views him now. Maybe he's a lost cause where they're just saying, look, the pain got to his head. He's he's never going to recover from this because he's not showing any any progress from a mental standpoint. All right, cool. Get rid of him, right? It, 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 I know a lot of people kind of say, you know, we got to have a Canteranos out there. We got to have a, 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 a Mexican talent, youngsters, because in the, the day, everyone kind of views it from a, from a national standpoint. For me, if you're a liability, bro, we got to get rid of him. And he's a liability. And he's been doing it for a minute, you know, and it sucks because, like I said, there is talent there. We gotta, we gotta just send them off somewhere. We he, he can't see the field anymore. Maybe in the friendlies, you know, they're gonna have in the states. Maybe put them out there, right, just to see if there is any progress. Because obviously, we do expect him to maybe get better, right? You always have to have the expectations that a player does get better. But I don't think we should see him in an official game ever, like this whole season again. Yeah, there's a lot going on with Emilio to unpack. Really, I, I think. One has to do with the fact that he's not playing the center back position that he was best suited for. And then, of course, just like you mentioned, right, the constant mistakes, the fact that I don't think he's learned. I think all of that plays into his head. And I think at the end of the day, you see the end product of what is Emilio Lara at the moment. It's just a guy who really can't get out of his own head at times. And, and the minute something goes bad, which always seems to happen, he can never really pick his head back up. So. Yeah, it's truly frustrating. You're right. Who knows what the answer is to Emilio? But the moment he he's our player, and I guess we'll have to see whether or not he gets any uh, any plate. But uh, yeah, I, I like Israel Reyes as well. And we'll talk about who's going to start in that position come come tomorrow Wednesday. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting nonetheless. Nonetheless, um, what? Uh, what more to say here? I mean, it, it was frustrating to get to to not get the result in uh, against Real Esteli. Do you think America maybe came into this one a little bit too overconfident? I don't think they came into this game with any confidence. If I'm being honest with you, because like I don't think there was ever a moment in the game that all these guys are going in full out. You know, it felt like they were just never comfortable. Like I said, I don't want to make an excuse over the field, but I, I heard someone say that 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 the, the field was so thin that it felt like they were playing on, on concrete. You know, I seen someone. Say, I don't know if it was a reporter or someone. Someone said that, and to me, like you just see like Brian Rodriguez not being able to make a a a, a dribble right because he'd receive the ball and he try to run and the ball would just bounce weird. You saw Sandejas miss right, which. I, I don't blame Sendejas for that miss. It was his weak foot. And let's be honest, Ilian, Ilian uh, Hernandez should have scored that. There's no excuse for him not to get that. I think Sendejas wasn't expecting it and he misses. But nonetheless, like, no one was playing good. Like, Quinones probably had one of his worst games, if, I'm, if, if we're being honest. 
Quinones was probably ghost, you know. The, he did have some, if I'm not mistaken, he did have some opportunities to enter the ball, but but it's just he just wasn't there. The I seen people complain about Naveda. I don't think the midfield had any any fault at this game, you know. But I just don't think uh I wouldn't say they were they were uh they were maybe Jardine was. Right, because he had the rotations and all that. Maybe he said, "Oh, we we should be capable of winning this game with our with our rotations." But like, it, I don't know. It's hard to say. I just didn't feel there was any confidence from from minute one. Like, I felt like this was this was a game that America just looked shook. Like they didn't look ready for this, and 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 it sucks because I mean I wasn't on the on the previous uh, recording, but. Everyone in here was comfortable with the game, right? We're a uh, team from Nicaragua. There's a Mexican on there that couldn't make it in the first division in in in, in Mexico. Like we should be walking through them. Like I said earlier, value, right? It, like if, if we were to sit here and say, well, we're gonna do a, a best eleven from these two teams, our our best eleven starts in every position, right? So there's no excuses, but I just didn't feel that there was any confidence in, in, in the team. They just seem completely uncomfortable. Yeah, like I mentioned, I think it's they never really settled into the moment and into the game. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, from our perspective, we came into this one thinking, okay, yeah, like by far, uh, <laughs> this is a game that we're going to win, right? And and we said, I think Brian mentioned it, we don't know if it's going to be a 2-1 or and it showed, you know? Yeah, so and and it showed, and and it sucks because because you started to question players' value or not value, but just we always do this, you know. I think this is natural, right? Where you start to question it with players' roles on the team, right? And it sucks because it's a, it's a, a very uh, ugly game, but I I still believe in in the value and in, in, in the individual talent that we have. It's just, you know, one of these players. Like, it made me question, like, like with the starting 11, does this game change? Like, is it different? You know, and, and I don't know if it's different. I will say, though, when, the more you watch these games, you start to realize uh, Henry Martin's value. And for the longest time, I mean, I mean, you, you saw I was a defender of Henry Martin during the whole Vinas debate, the whole Roger debate, the... I don't know if, if we talked during the whole Nico Castillo. Like I was always a defender of Henry Martin because I think many many people like to highlight, and, and I mean they say it best, right? The nine is always going to be judged because of the goals, but you're always going to have the value being able to pull your mark, make other people open, and like you see it. Like I think everyone is very stationary when it comes to 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 Henry Martin not being there. I think everyone's easy to just stop, you know, because no one's pulling their mark. Everyone's just fully dependent on themselves. And I think we saw that a little bit in this game where it's just become it becomes a mess up, up top, right? And and I think, you know, these games have really showed that we... You there? Sorry, sorry. It, it broke off just a little bit at the end where you were saying... Oh, you didn't hear what I said? But, um, no, 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 just just the last part. Can you just repeat the last part? Oh, no, I'm just saying that, you know, in these games, you just see that 
that Henry Martin is very missed, you know, just the fact that that you don't have a player that pulls their mark. It's not all about goals, right? It's just that you see that everyone's just very stationary. Everyone's just waiting to receive the ball. No one's really, really track. No one's really uh, dropping down, pulling mark. You know, you just kind of see everyone just kind of try to force things. And I think we uh, these games have shown us that we really miss Henry Martin. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And so would Dylan if he was on here. Because it's, it's, <laughs> Henry is just so vital. And not just, I mean, we talk about it every week, not just in the goals he scores, in the assists and the movements and the spaces he creates. And you're right. I mean, not just this Real Esteli game, I think you can go back to a couple of different games and you can notice his absence is, is crucial. And I mean, not to knock the kid, but Elian hasn't really been a breath of fresh air either. You know, he's, he's still raw, he's still young, and he's, he still has a lot to demonstrate. And so I guess we'll have to wait to see. But yeah, no. And, and, and it's a positive to hear that Henry will be back on the bench for this. You know? And not, not to say that he will get minutes from the get-go, but if push comes to shove, you know that he will be available. Hey, he might start. We'll, we'll get into it in a bit. We'll, we'll get right? into it, but, but I, I don't start. think he would. Yeah. Just because I don't think well, we're gonna have to see, we're gonna see how the lineup starts then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I think it's possible we might see him start. Uh, I'm not. We'll so we'll get into it in a bit, but yeah. But uh, let's see. Um, well, yeah, I mean that pretty much sums up the game, right? It, it was it was just terrible all around, frustration everywhere. Um, but it was uh, it was one of those, and and I guess we just kind of. You know, lick our wounds and, and, and keep it going. Uh, then afterwards, of course, we go and play against Leon. I mean, talk to me about the importance of at least getting the three points when it looked like it was going to be another draw. Oh, yeah. We, we needed that win. I think we were the better team. I think it, it wasn't like a big margin, but I do think we were the better team. You know, we get that penalty. I think I've seen people complain about it, saying that it wasn't a good thing. You know, we know how this how this works. If they give us a penalty, none of them is deserving. No matter how it is, that's just how much they hate. It. You know, I'm starting to realize, you know, and maybe I'm kind of stupid for barely realizing this, but they they hate our team more than they they love theirs. Because honestly, I don't know how you could even debate that that wasn't a penalty. You know, if I'm not even mistaken, I think Ramon Juarez was even the, the ball could have even gone at goal. If, if from Ramon Juarez, if, if he doesn't touch it with his hands, but for whatever reason, it was a controversy on uh, on social media and on all these sports shows, and it's just it's just lazy, bro. Like you know, but like I said, luckily we won. We won that game. I think we look good. I think we, you know, you know what it is, bro. I think this is very similar to last season, where the team isn't fully in. You know, they play good, but they're not dominating to an extent that we would like. And I think we're going to start seeing that as the weeks go by, you know. But but it's starting to feel very similar to the conversation we had early on last season where where, where people kind of laughed at us for saying we're for having the conversation of, oh, we should get rid of Johnny Ned because he's not performing to where the team was with Dano and I think we just gotta let all this develop, you know. I think, I think, hopefully next game, right? 
But I think this is just a, a mirror image of, of, of last season. You know, funny, I was having that same thought to myself and I was just like, wow, we kind of were in the situation after League's Cup where we were just kind of drawing a lot and we just kind of felt like, well, are we going to find our footing? And eventually we did, but obviously it wasn't before we kind of all overreacted a little bit. So it's funny that you and I come to that same conclusion, but yeah, no, you're right. It was detrimental. I think those three points that we needed, absolutely needed. And, and, and now we can kind of, Breathe a little bit, knowing that okay, we won. Um, and yeah, I mean, I know everyone's dying to hear our opinion, but what what did, what did you think about Javida? I mean, I, oh man, that, that's these, a special time. People are thinking, yeah, no, I, I I agree, I agree, but I think a lot of us are taking like the first ten fifteen minutes of, and and just kind of running with it, rightfully so. But I think that you know. Out of a 10, I give him a solid 7 for the minutes he had. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, same here. But here's the thing, bro, and and, and let's get to it. Let's have this conversation because me and you kind of had this conversation about Sendejas. And let's be honest, bro, it's a conversation that everyone's having, right? Let me ask you this. You saw Javido do all those fancy moves, all that. He's a special talent. Don't get me wrong, bro. Like, I, I think he is going to be the starter. At first, I was kind of like, you know, I I don't know. I think eventually, bro, he's going to be a starter in what, either either one of the wings or even attacking midfield. We're going to start seeing him play. But here's the thing, bro. I didn't see him track back at all. You know, the, it's small sample size. I'm not going to stay here and nitpick stuff because I don't know what he could do or can't do. But one thing that I have defended Sendejas, right? I, I'm, I'm still defending Sendejas to this day where I don't need bro to be an offensive weapon. Does it suck that he, he's not scoring goals like he has before, right? Yeah, it sucks, bro. But guess what? His competition, which was Los Suarez, wasn't doing that either, you know? I see a lot of people say we got rid of the wrong guy. I'm sorry, bro. I love Los Suarez too. Anyone that knows me knows that I thought he was a really good player uh, in his first term with us. I thought... He was our best player before they shut down the world. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember that. It was, uh, we played Atlanta United in, in the Concacaf Champions League and he scored that banger against them. To me, he was our best player in that moment. In, in those games before they shut down the world, he was our best, our best player. Goes to Santos, tears it up over there. With us, I thought he was still good, you know? But to me, Sendeja just brings more to the table. Not everything has to be goals. Not everything has to be assists. When you see a player like like that, that's continu- continuously dropping down, helping the midfield, helping your right back, right? And we're just talking about Emilio Lara, right? Let's be honest, you know, like when it comes to Mexican fullbacks, a lot of them are very, they're a liability when it comes to defending, right? And this includes Kevin Alvarez, which is, I know it's gonna, people are going to disagree with that, right? Because his first uh, season with us, he looks, he looked very good defensively. but if you tr- go back to his time in Pachuca, he wasn't really good, that great defensively. He was very good offensively. And you can't have a team filled with nothing but offense, you know? Like, you need someone that, that's fundamentally right, that tracks back. And that's my thing about Sandejas. I don't need him to be uh, offensively great. It broke a sticker and win in the midfield, win in recovery, you know? Well, just continually helping. You know, that's what ended up really helping us become champions, if you really think about it. Because let's be honest, La Yuno is not tracking back in some of these plays. If you look back, 
it was Tendeja that was that was marking Lightning. A lot of people don't want to have that conversation. A lot of people don't like having, don't don't like talking about recovery defensively, especially in, in certain positions, right? It's like when I was talking about Henry Martin. People are gonna say you and and, and and crush you because you're not scoring goals. But if that guy, that nine that you have, is tracking down, dropping down, and just just uh, opening it up for everybody else, you know he deserves his flowers. Same thing with Sendeja, you know. With that being said, Javairo is a special talent, bro, and it's gonna be really hard for the coach to sit here and look at that and say, "You're gonna you're gonna open it up, open up the field completely for me because." Because let's be honest, bro. There's times where no one else opens up the field. They, they, they're comfortable with. Uh... Yo, 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 yo. Can you hear me? All right. Sorry. We, I, I don't know what that was. I knew you were talking, but could not hear you. And then. I had an Amber weird. alert, bro. Uh, it just completely threw me off. <laughs> probably, probably something like that in that sense, too. Um, Give me a second. Give me a second. Okay, okay. Looks like we're having some technical difficulties here. We do apologize. It's been a while since we've been in that situation, but hey, these things yeah, yeah, that was happen. weird as well, bro. Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can so hear where you. So where me? did I cut off? Hey, yeah, um, where did I cut off? Can't really recall, how, but look. How was going on? <laughs> I basically, I, oh. I, I, I got the, the gist of it all. Look, I, I understand that Seneca brings a lot of offensive help which you, you you do make a really good case for it and it's it's one of the reasons as to why we were so good defensively towards the end of the season uh, and and I don't argue that and and I I, I think that someone like Javido maybe won't often say but I think what Javido offers you offensively will maybe make up for that you know because we need we need someone to score goals we need someone to create but most importantly we need someone to assist and it, and if you look at Javido's numbers in Europe that's basically what he did that's so crazy. yeah so I expect him to kind of add to that um, and then from there we'll kind of See how he adapts, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I do feel for Senecas because he's gotten a bit of a bad reputation just because of these past couple of past couple of months and where he hasn't really shined the way that we expected him to. Um, and now he's in this, and now he's in this situation. So we'll, I mean, we'll have to wait to see, but um. I mean, I, I like what I saw so far. So, yeah. Oh no, was, uh, yeah, it was good. Like, like I, like I was saying, like I don't know where I cut off, but where I was saying, you know, like special talent. I do think he ends up being started because you do need a player that pulls your mark, like, right? You just need a player that that pulls their mark, and they're just gonna make everyone else open. I don't think teams worry as much with on this. They respect them, but they don't worry as much. I don't think they do with him. Or to an extent, they do but not as much. But that's the same thing because I think when they have bad, uh, when they have off days, kind of, you know, and there's never ever someone to make it easy. Especially like Ligias. I'm not talking necessarily throughout the season, but Ligias, right? Let's say one of them has a bad day. You know, 
basketball that's very crucial. You can't have them having bad teams, you know? And I think Sendejas, offensively, he's been limited since Jardine took over. So with that being said, you know, like I like I'm saying, like I, I don't have an issue because I think you do need a player like that. But like Javairo has just been he showed that he's just capable of just taking everyone on. He's not shy to shoot, he's not shy to cut in. He might, you know, and and, and I know the sample size is super small, but there's just a lot of things where I'm just damn bro. Like he did stuff that I kinda wish other players would do instead of just passing it back, you know. You know, it's going to be a very interesting uh, uh, competition, but that's good for the team. You know, we, that's very good. And just hopefully, you know, the, the, the midfield and the right back get it together because I do think what Sandejas does when it, when it comes to him dropping down, just recovering the ball and and everything, I think it, it's very crucial. And I think people should really just, you know, respect that. I've seen people use these, like, like these, uh, soccer app to show ratings to show how bad he was and then you scroll through it bro and there's games where he's like hitting the sevens and he was not even offensively good in those games like you see how much he does in the in the defense in the midfield to really like get a good you know as a right wing to really get a good uh grade you know so we'll see you know i'm just i'm just here you know defend my guy i guess I know a lot of people don't aren't doing it, but kind of have to see it from a different perspective. Yeah, no, and 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 that perspective is valid. I'm not gonna say it's not, you know, because you make good points, and 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 Sendejas has proven himself to be a worthy a worthy player for the cause, and so we'll have to wait and see. You know, this is this is only gonna bring the best out in, I think, both players. Um. And yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. Unfortunately, no, no Javido for uh, Wednesday's game against Realistelli. He will have to wait. If and when America does move on to the next round, then he will be able to feature in the Champions Cup. Um, but all right, let's talk news and let's talk injury reports. So, Chris, who do you have on your list as out for this game for Realistelli? So. Reports coming in that Diego Valdez isn't ready for tomorrow. It's going to be a, a game time decision. Big loss, right? Big loss if he isn't capable of playing, but you got to roll with the next man up. That's the reason why earlier I said, hey, don't sleep out the fact that Henry might start. I don't know how Henry looks, right? It's hard to imagine that he's to play the 90 minutes. But it wouldn't really surprise me if you do have to put him in early. There's Ilian Hernandez, right? But maybe he rubbed, you know, the coaching staff the wrong way. I don't know. He didn't start last game against Leon. There's uh, Richard Sanchez, if I'm not mistaken. I sent, I sent you the list, didn't I? What who they said? Good. Who's in? Yeah, so I, have, said, I have Diego and Diego Richard. Those are, those, those are my only two guys that I have out. Yeah. Yeah, Richard, and then Javairo can't play because he's not registered for this round. It it really sucks he's not registered, but, you know, we got to just roll with who we got. And there's no one else, right? Ke- Kevin possibly returning for this game. Like, they're saying that it's possible he might start. 
big news if he it is because I do we, I do think we need him. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. And if I'm not mistaken, Igor's training who was injured too. Igor's training with the with the first team, so we might be able to see Igor start this game against uh, the Nicaragua club. Yeah, no, that's gonna be. I mean, that's that's huge, huge, huge incorporations to get mainly Kevin back and of course Henry. So, um, I guess we'll see what Harine has planned up his sleeves. I would. If you ask me for a starting 11 for tomorrow, I'm going Malagón. Uh, your back four is going to be Kevin if he's healthy, um, Igor Cáceres, and then Chicote, and, and then in the midfield, uh, Jonah Fidalgo. Quiñones in the camp spot. Then you're going Ilian, Brian on the left, and Senejas on the right. Do you agree, disagree? What do you change? No, I, I, I can see that. I agree. I think... Uh, like I said, I do think there's a possibility we see Henry start, but then it, it becomes one of those things. Would you rather see him in the second leg, in the second half? I mean, or first? And you know, I want to ask you this because a lot of people are throwing it out. I kind of, I kind of want. I don't think you've commented on it, but I want to. Will you start most on Beto over Ilian? <laughs> that's a that's a good question. Um, ooh. I I you know what? Yeah, I I I do it. I do it just because I feel like he has passion for the club. He's been there. He 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 knows the institution. So I would. I'm curious to hear what you would think, though. No, well, so when you brought up Elian earlier, right, and how he's young and all that. I kind of wanted to comment, like, well, what was the point of bringing him in if he's not a reliable sub, right? Like, I don't know my Mexican strikers like that, Mexico. Honestly, if we're being completely honest, for the longest time, Mexico hasn't really had super depth when it comes to the nine. You know, like, you just look at the national team, you really kind of look at it and just like, oh, okay, you know? And I look at it and say, you have to bring in a nine and you went with someone that's young. Who don't get me wrong, you know, he has the experience with, with Pachuca. He started a lot of games. But it's just, you know, you, you need him to you need him to, to start these games. You wouldn't roll the dice with like one of these academy players. You know, Mostombito, it hasn't been anything special either, but it, it's kind of hard to say, like. Is Ilian better than him? You know, you kind of see these games and he can't even connect with the ball. You know, and my biggest issue with Monsonbito is he would connect and he wouldn't put any pressure into the into the shot, you know? So, you know, there, there's other strikers that we have, academy players, but it's just one of those things where, like, if you have one of the two, who would you rather have? I think Ilian also has a habit of not being there as a nine. I think he likes to drift out way too much. So... Maybe Mosombito is the, the the better option, you know, just from a, a natural nine uh, perspective. Just kind of reading the comments here. <laughs> AP Jr. saying neither, and in Midwestern Philadelphia is basically just another Wero Diaz. Um, I like Wero Diaz. <laughs> I mean, he had his moments. I thought he was <laughs> going to be good, but then he yeah. ended up being not good. So, 
But but I agree. I think I think if you well, I don't know. Maybe America felt like they didn't have anyone in the academy that could come in and boom right away, kind of substitute Henry in matches, right? Not necessarily be Henry's backup whenever Henry leaves or if he leaves or whatnot. It's just I think America felt like they had an opportunity to get someone that they saw that was young and promising, and they they thought that you know this could be. This could be the next Henry Martin of the future, right? Because when we bought Henry Martin from Cholos, he was kind of like, oh my God, this next upcoming striker. But let's not forget, Henry took a while to blossom into the Henry that we know him today, right? There was a lot of criticism that he had to overcome. Kind of similar to what Ilian's going through, right? The minutes that he got, never really took advantage of him, didn't really explore. I mean, explore. I have, I have a different perspective on it. I think America, anytime Henry signed, America had already brought in some, which was Nico Castillo and Roger Martinez. Because I don't know if you remember, when he first came in, I don't know if he scored a hat trick, but he scored like two goals. Then the next week, Roger Martinez came. To me, I think Henry could have probably developed into a better striker, just lost him earlier, if we let him. Which I think this is a topic for another day, but. That's just my perspective when it comes to Andrew Martin's time with us early on. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you make a good uh, a good case for that. But I kind of where I was going was just I feel like, you know, Ilian's kind of one of those. You put him you put him in the back burner and, and you just kind of hope and see that he develops into kind of this prolific striker that you intend him to be. Um, but, but I mean, in order for him to get there, of course, he's going to have to get minutes, right? And look, they're not all going to be stellar, right? He's not going to right off the bat start scoring goals like Holland. But you do want to see more from him. And, and I'm not here trying to defend him because I, I am on your boat, Chris. Uh, uh, Chris. I kind of fed up with the kid. Like, he's gotten these opportunities, gotten some really good chances at goal, and you, you're telling me that you're over here and, you know, yeah. Missing these chances and then whining on social media, taking down your pictures because people were mean to you online. That kind of bothered me too, because it's just one of those things where, like, brother, like, there's way to. I get it, bro. I get. You know, I've never been in a situation where people are attacking, right? So I don't, I don't, I don't get that perspective. But I do get being bothered by by it. But you gotta show, like, hey. I'm going to take the insult or the comments and I'm going to show them that, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm better. I'm, I'm, I'm better than what they did. Right. But then he deletes it. And it's like, come on, bro. Now you're, you're pissing us off because it's showing that you don't really care. Like you don't care for the club. Why are you taking down pictures of the club while you're still here? You've been here for what? Week, two weeks, three weeks. Come on, man. And that's what you you say, right? Academy player that cares. Mosombito has eaten up a lot of jokes, really bad jokes. And you still see him, you know, happy to be there. Just, you know, maybe he doesn't care from a professional standpoint. People judge his, uh, his body, right? At the end of the day, he's still showing it with a smile. So, I don't know. It, I see people say, you know, we need someone with names to, to, uh, come in and, and 
it, it's just hard, bro. Like it's hard to bring in people when you when when all your uh your your foreigner spots are taken and you have to look at the Mexican money. Like who's out there that people will say this guy is gonna compete with Henry Martin and he's Mexican. People they don't even want Raul Jimenez back, you know, like I I don't know if you remember when the Raul Jimenez uh, rumors out. People didn't even want him back. So you're telling me top three Mexican striker out there, you don't want him back either. Like there's really isn't anyone out there that you would have been happy hacking up Andrew. No, absolutely. And I mean it's it's a tough situation that America's in. They have to find a solution. Um and who knows, maybe Elian is the, the solution and he just needs a little bit more time. Maybe it's Mosumbito, which Brian would be excited to hear about that, but <laughs> it, I, I don't know. Um and or Pat, Patricio Salas, like you know, Midwestern Sholo said, you know, he, he played the position yeah. as well. Again, look, there's something that these youngsters in America aren't doing or aren't fulfilling the eye of Andre Jarine that he feels like he has to opt out for an alien. So, I mean, the question is yet to be answered and, and we'll see exactly what it is. But I'm just, I'm curious to see what this America side is going to be doing tomorrow in the forward position. Because look, whoever we've planted there that isn't Harry Martin hasn't been stellar. I mean, Julian Quinones has struggled. Awful. Struggled. Awful. Just absolutely struggled to put the ball in the back of the net. and and carry this team forward and and kind of be the it man to kind of you know be the face of america when henry isn't around and he's just fallen flat ever since you know? and, and look it, I'm, I'm not saying that it's only him that's fallen flat so far There's a couple of players that haven't reached the, the potential that they did last season and we need them to get to that point asap talking to you diego valdez of course he's not gonna be playing so it's not really I guess a big deal for him in this game, but a lot to be played for here and not just the next, you know, the, the ticket, the next phase of the champions cup, uh, but also really the season for America, it, it hinges on, on, on all of this, to be honest. And, and Chris, it, it's crazy for me to sit here and to talk to you and to think that so early on into this competition and into this season, we're talking about do or die moment for America. Yeah. And, Honestly, bro, it, it, as crazy and extreme this may sound, right? But if we don't qualify to the next round, the seat is hot. People are going to stay here and say, how are we going to fire a coach that just won the title? Hey, brother, what did, what, did, what did Emilio say right after winning this? Today we celebrate, or we focus on the 15th. The 14th yeah, is irrelevant now. Yeah. It's irrelevant now. So now, Jardinet, if you can't, your, your seat is hot. And now, whatever happens in league is going to be looked at as, as as careful as possible. Like, now you can't lose. It's hot. It's hot, you know? Absolutely. And, like, and, it, and, it, and it sucks, and it sucks, bro, because I like Jardinet. You know, I like Jardinet a lot. But he's the one that decided these rotations. He's the one that decided all these things. Like, all that goes against you your seat is hot. There's no reason to lose against the Nicaragua team, right? There's no there's no reason to be eliminated this early. If you get eliminated eventually, bro, let's say you, you face a competitive MLS or a competitive Mexican or whatever, 
all right, bro, it's just part of the game sport. It happens. Yes, your seat will still be a little bit hot, but not as bad as it is if you're losing the first. Right? How are we going to go yeah. stay here and go from, from, oh, we just beat Barcelona, put us in the Premier League, put us in the Champions League, to we can't beat a Nicaragua team? Like, you know, as much as we're sitting here uh, pointing out that certain players are not uh, living up to their potential right now, hey, brother, it's still a Nicaragua team, right? <laughs> No excuses. Like they could put like you like fifty percent should be enough. In, in in as as unrealistic sometimes as humans we may be, that's how talented and how valuable they, they, they are viewed in this sport. So I know it's gonna it, we're, I'm not trying to be here and be negative. Tomorrow hopefully we clear things up, we get it through, we pass by, this talk is irrelevant. But if that doesn't happen, we are having that conversation. A very uncomfortable question, but it could become a reality. Yeah, it's it's one that you need to have in in, in a worst case scenario, right? Look, uh, we're all kind of a little bit on the edge here, and and maybe ready to jump off the ledge if and when something like this would happen. But I think we're more than capable of kind of rectifying it. So, you know, like you said, hopefully this is just an irrelevant irrelevant conversation that we've had in this podcast because 24 hours from now, America's already up by like two goals in the first half. And you're thinking, okay, we're cruising into this one, score another one where we, we seal the deal. So again, it, it's, it's hypotheticals of course, but I mean, I don't have to remind everyone a week from a, a week ago, we were talking about this game as if we were already into the next round. And I think a lot of Americanistas came into this one and thought, Oh, Real Esteli, okay, who are we going to play next? Like automatically assuming and and look, I'm not saying you're wrong to assume that America should pass to the next round because we do need to pass into the next round. But I do think that we maybe carried away. And, and, and look, I hate using this terminology, but we automatically thought we were going to win because of the badge on, on, on our jersey. We thought that because we're America, we're going to go in there and automatically we need to win. Like They have to give us the, the results. And that wasn't the case. Carlos Deli came, found a, sock, a sucker punch, and knocked us out a little bit cold, and we weren't able to find our footing. This next game needs to be different. America cannot afford to make any mistakes the way that they did against Real Esteli in the first leg, and they need to completely stump, stomp on their throat and completely kill the game off. I don't care if it's the, within the first 15 minutes and you have opportunities to score goals, take these chances. You run, you run like crazy, and Get that ticket into the next round because your your season depends on it, and so we'll see whether or not this team is capable of getting that job done. Yeah, man, but you said it best, man. The the the, the badge in our in our jersey isn't just the reason why we're gonna win, right? or we should be winning. You have to put in effort. And Malagón said it best, man. He said. We can't allow these things to happen. I love it when a player comes out and says stuff like that, right? Because that means they're, they're aware of where they're at. You know, there's some players that kind of give you that whatever, I'm getting paid. We're talking about Eliane Hernandez deleting his pictures. Like, we don't want that. We want you to go in front of the, the, the press and say, hey, we got punched in the mouth. We got dropped. That's only the first half of this fight. Now it's my turn to, to, to go and punch them in the mouth, right? And, and Malagón said it best. He was in the first conversation. Where 
we're gonna we're gonna make sure we we take advantage of their errors and make sure that our errors are covered. Best thing, bro, like be aware, you know, be aware where you're at, be aware of your value and everything. And tomorrow's gonna be a very uh defining day. This is gonna be a very yeah. defining game because Absolutely. I know people are going to say we're tied for first in, in league. Yes, bro. But we had this conversation in the beginning of the season. Which are you valuing? Cardinet even said it. And if I'm not mistaken, Gilio even said it. We're, we're valuing CONCACAF more than, than, than league. Okay. You know, that's the first thing uh, ahead of everything. Now show it. Show that you're valuing this. this. Go out there and, and prove it, you know. And it sucks that we're having this conversation so early on because there's tougher competition in front of us, right? Yeah. But maybe we need this reality right away. People brought, brought up the fact that Saudi Arabia beat uh, Argentina in the World Cup, the first game of the World Cup for them, and they ended up being champions. So be it, man. You know, if we have to have this reality check, so be it. But it all, it, it, they have to go out there and prove it. And I don't think the Leon game necessarily proved anything for us either. We know we know you could play good, so you need to go out there and, and, and score goals. You know, I said it, bro, in the group chat. I understand your frustration with Quinones now, you know, because thank you. You call them a fraud. I'm, I don't so, agree with the term. I don't know. I don't agree with the term, but I do agree that hey, brother, you're getting over highlighted. Especially since you, you you started playing for the national, they're gonna over highlight you and call you one of the best players in 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 our country, right? In the region, they're gonna do this because now you represent the Mexican national team, and there's people that just like the baby players, right? But when it comes to America, when it comes to what we paid, so when it comes to what we brought you in for, you have to take over these games, and that's where I started understanding you. I even I was like, okay. I understand that. Yes, he's scoring these 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 uh, tap ins, right? Like you said, and all love to you, bro. I'm never gonna bash the player for the way they score. If they score, they score cool, bro. But when are you gonna take over a game? I don't care what you did to to Chivas in a friendly in LA. Like, I'm sorry, bro, but so that's just cool for the people that went. You know, I care more about these official games where I need you to take over, put on your cape. Be Superman, and I have yet to see that from Quinones. You know, so hopefully, he comes out this game against the uh, in the second leg, and he does that for us. He has to. He has to. He in. He is our superstar, right? And and look, I seen the highlights. I seen what he does against us. Uh, what he has been capable of doing when he was at Atlas, when he was the poster child there. I'm still waiting for that. Like I, I, I know we just won a league title and he scored a goal and fantastic, great. But there has not been a moment where he's just captivated me. Where he's like, "Oh my god, that is sheer raw Quinones power right there!" Like strength, speed, agility, like ad, like ability to take on players, like scoring these ridiculous goals. Like I'm just. Thinking to myself, like when when are we gonna get that version of Quinones? You know, and in an official game, because we saw it in that friendly against Chivas, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. We saw exactly. that. But it's but, a friendly. Like, I, exactly. I, I, I'm not going to say here that in just... a friendly. Because exactly. you're more relaxed and, and, and the tension isn't as high. But I need that to be done against a, a Real Esteli tomorrow. You know, like that kind of those moments where, okay, you know, who's going to come up? Who's going to step up? Who's going to put on their big boy pants and say, all right, I'm going to be the one to get us through the hump into the next round. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, we'll have to wait and, and see what happens. Um, and yeah, I mean, one last note before we kind of wrap it all up here. And when we talking Real Esteli and, and CONCACAF Champions Cup. No Estadio Azteca for this game, primarily because Carol G just had a concert there, and so <laughs> the turf is just absolutely terrible. So we're in uh, the Estadio de Ciudad de los Deportes. I don't even know if I got that right. Sounds right. Um, AKA Estadio Azul. It's not going to be the same as, as having the weight of the Azteca on Real Esteli. We'll still have a little bit of that altitude kind of bonus, but really that's about it. It's not really a home game, neither for America. So do you think that plays a factor in it for tomorrow? It could. I mean, it's not like you're uh, you're you're at home, right? It really depends, too, if the, if the fan base shows up. If the fan base show out and it's rocking, it might it might be an advantage for us, but at the same time, these players also don't know this field is comfortable, like or they're not comfortable with the field. So it could back it could backfire on us too, right? Because you kind of have to get used to it. But no excuses, right? We're talking about no excuses, no excuses. No, you're you're playing on a different field. Okay, so be it. You know, it, 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 you're still at home. You're still sleeping in your bed, comfortable. You're still you know, you're still not flying anywhere. So no excuses. In the day, they, we have to go and finish. Hold on, I'm trying to find the unmute button here. <laughs> um, yeah, I I agree. No excuses whatsoever. We're America. We don't get the luxury of having a excuse ever. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Look. I don't, I don't expect it to be a real nail-biter tomorrow or, or a game that's going to have us on the edge of our seat. But at the same time, I've seen this America play for the past three weeks and nothing indicates to me that they have their finishing boots on because, my goodness, it's frustrating watching game after game after game, miss after miss after miss. Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I know a lot of you guys share my frustration. I know I'm not the only one sitting at home frustrating yelling at the tv just asking why how like like you know that meme where the guy's like you know like like we went in a country like i feel like that's that's america <laughs> exactly every, like, like 15 that. minutes in a game yeah. like that's it's ridiculous like we could really yeah. make a whole compilation of the season at this point and and it would be no, it would be more misses than goals we've scored and that is crazy so i i and look, and someone someone said it too on Twitter, and it reminded me of you right away saying, "Hey, can you're just having these misses isn't cute anymore." <laughs> and I just started yeah. laughing. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Like, I I'm a guy that is happy if a player's contributing or isn't part of the players, right? Because misses happen, bro. Like, I'm not gonna say. Yeah, no, of course, of course, it's and, part of the game. 
It's part of the game, but it does get to a point where you're just like, all right, bro, you can't be missing every single opportunity, and then you kind of live off that tap-in like a while back. You guys only scoring these tap-ins, it's like, I get you, bro. Like, <laughs> it, it becomes very, fr- I don't know which game it was, but, but it was this season where he kind of had the box and he headers it, and he headers it wrong. Just, all right. This isn't cute yeah, anymore. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't cute game. anymore. See, it was the last game, you know, like, it just isn't cute anymore. It's not. not. But let's hope the result is cute tomorrow and, and we all get ourselves a nice little Valentine's Day gift from, from America and take it into the next round and have to wait and see what happens. Um, But what are you going with? Predict predict me what your scoreline is for, for tomorrow, Chris. Are, are we making it to the next round? So what exactly? So, so let, explain to the viewers exactly what America needs a win, but America needs a win by two goals. Um, and not receive any. We could receive one, right? We yeah, we could receive one. Um, and then I think I break because then we would be tied in away goals too. Um. Look at it, not 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 doing the homework for <laughs> I I'm not week. familiar with the whole weight goals anymore, bro, because they took it away and felt like they took away. Talking about weight goals feels weird. I don't know if that if everyone knew that it feels weird. Any league is out here talking about a weight. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I I agree with you in that sense. But look, America needs to win regardless. Um if it like gets two. to if if it gets to that that point, we will get, we will let you guys know on Twitter exactly what what the rule is for the tie break and all that stuff. And I believe it. I don't know if it would go to extra time or straight to penalties, just because of the way the contract has been working. But look, regardless, America cannot afford to put themselves in that position. And really, honestly, what America needs is is a win, a dominant win. I'm not saying a comfortable dom uh, a comfortable win. I'm saying a dominant win because they need to start to turn the tide. Not just for themselves in the Concacaf Champions Cup, but something to catapult their season and really just spark kind of some life into this America side to make it so that this team goes back to that team that we knew and we loved coming into the end of the season that eventually led us to be champions. So I want a dominant win from America. I, I don't want a two goal, two to one, and then we kind of flip a coin here and see what's going to happen. Like you need to go out there and you need to blow Real Estelli out of the wallet. Like mm. you, you need to demonstrate why you were the best team offensively and the best team defensively last season in the league. You need to demonstrate why you are the most expensive team in the CONCACAF region. That's why you're ranked number one. Inter. And yeah, and you're rated number one across the board. Like you are the king of CONCACAF. You need to demonstrate it and you need to showcase it tomorrow night. So I mean, really, anything less than a 3-0, I'm not yeah. content. Yeah. And I'm going 5-0. I think that I'm going I'm oh to I'm <laughs> <laughs> go 5-0, bro. I, you know what? It's not the Azteca, but we don't have that intimidation. Let's be honest. The Azteca yeah. is very intimidating. The team. But everything you just said, bro, I'm a fan, bro. I have to believe in my team, even if I, I have my doubts individual players. 
I have to believe in it because we just we just became champions, bro. So for me, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna win five zero. We're gonna have Quinones finally has his big game, right? He finally says, you know what? They brought me in. He said it too. They didn't bring me in for goals. They went with champions. Oh, brother, we need your goals right now. If Henry's not ready to go on the start and Valdez doesn't start, right? So I need you to be that guy. Game. I I I I think even if he's he's not the guy, I believe in Cabecita. I believe in Sendejas, right? Even though he's been very mid for offensively, I think Bro has go in him, right? He might be going through a little drought, but he has go in him. And and I believe, you know, Ilian, you're a question mark, brother. But I would like to believe that you could at least score one. If you could do that, cool, bro. I'll let so we'll, we'll let someone else also score, you know? So I'm gonna go five zero. I think the, the I, I like to believe that even though they came in early, the you're still they're still gonna feel the high altitude, and I think America is just gonna have to play very aggressive, be very cautious, cautious, right? But still aggressive. I'm gonna go five zero. Five zero. I like it. I like Nunes with two goals and Ilian with a hat trick. I could see that happening. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see. 5-0 is, is crazy. I'm going 3-0. Uh, I'm seeing here that AP Jr. is saying 3-1. Uh, but again, America's going to struggle to score there. I don't know how much struggling we're going to be doing, though, if we get to score 3. But I can see it happening. Midwest is Cholo saying uh, they advance with a 1-0 win. They advance because of an away goals in that scenario. Okay, so thank you, Midwest. So that will be the tie break, right? Yeah. So let's just make sure that they don't score. And, and, and simple as that. Just win. Literally, this is all you got to do. Like, I, I don't know how. I'm, and you know what the craziest thing you told me? Like, that this could be the game for Julian Quinones finally, right? And for him to kind of showcase and explode and yada, yada, yada. If, if Real Esteli has to be the game for Julian Quinones, I'm questioning a lot because I need his game to be like, against Chivas in a Clásico, against Monterrey in, like, a semifinal. Like, uh, those are the type of games that I need that to be for Julian Quinones, right? And, look, if this is the stepping stone and it has to be against Real Estelle, great, perfect, fine, but it has to be the beginning of something, right? Yeah. And not just kind of, all right, this is what we falter, and that's it. So, it'll be interesting. Nonetheless, we'll have to wait and see what happens. 24 hours to go. Real nail biter. Um, yeah, follow us over on Twitter. We'll keep you guys up to date with everything going on. AJ, who unfortunately is out sick for today's podcast, will be tomorrow. Making sure you guys are covered on all things Club America. Gifts, goals, reactions, everything going on. Will be a fun one. Should be an interesting one. And will be the first time we get to look at what uh, the transmissions will look like Chris, for America when eventually we do end up going to that stadium for uh for the remainder of the season. Yeah. Well we'll, we'll see how, how it looks, you know. A lot of people always kinda say that like, uh doesn't it's hard to have a really have a big atmosphere because I think it's so big. Well the fan base needs to show up then, you know, make sure that this Estadio Azul, Azulgrana or whatever the hell it's called is rocking tomorrow. It's rocking and 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 it, these these fans just feel it. These are play, uh, visiting players. I feel it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I, I think the fans 
are going to play a part in this one. And their fans definitely did in the first leg. So let's see if uh, uh, if our fans are capable of doing the same. And so we'll see. And then, of course, we'll be back next week to talk all things Cuba America. We'll give you guys live reactions on what happened. You guys comment on whether or not America was able to pull it off. Hopefully they did, because uh, if not, we're going to have a really tough conversation to have next week, Chris. Oh, it'll be ugly. Very ugly. Absolutely <laughs> ugly. The mittens will come off for that one. All right? Mittens will definitely come off. And look, America, look, no one wants to have that tough conversation next week because they're also going to be going public, so we're going to have a lot of information afterwards about our, the finances, the finances of America and what the world's going to be looking like for them at that aspect, so. I would much rather have a good conversation on both ends rather than having a good one followed by a negative one. And so I guess we'll have to see what the, what the case is in that aspect. But for the most part, I'm just kind of going with, all right, let's, let's see what happens here. So uh, anything else to add on, Chris? Uh, just something small. Uh, during the Leon America game, they brought up the fact that America is, look, is interested in uh, Fidel Ambriz, which is a center mid, a place uh, oh, yeah. 20 years old. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. They brought it up, you know, saying that he's one of the options to uh, to for, to replace Fidalgo if he gets old this summer. Uh, Bam made it seem like, like it was already a done deal, but he didn't say America. There has also been reports that the done deals with Chivas, not even us. But just something, you know, look, Look, you know, maybe he is a replacement for Fidalgo. I wish Christian was here to see his reaction to that because it's very. <laughs> we, we all know he has Fidalgo, uh, you know, very high up there. I don't think just anyone could replace him. But it has been said that if Fidalgo leaves, that America will look to bring a bomba. So it's up to you, know, up to you guys if you guys do that as a bomba signing. Very good player. I don't know if it's a bomba though, but very good. Player. I don't. One, I, it, when I heard that, I, it, it did sound like Bambam was hinting towards America. Uh, but two, I don't know how exclusive uh, news Bambam gets like for, for transfers yeah. at America. Because uh, from every other report that they had on to the end of that day, it sounded like everyone from Leon was already saying, yeah, if Fidel is leaving for sure, 100% this season. But he's going but to Europe. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but look, I... He would be a great addition to this America side, and he would fill a gap. I'm not saying that he goes like for like for Fidalgo, but he fills a gap and 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 is capable of maybe playing that role. But the best thing about it is you don't use a foreigner spot, and that and is it, you. especially for the next season where you're gonna have to lose. Yeah, when you're eventually forward. losing one, right? So, yeah. like, you need to get rid of, um, which is gonna be interesting. The way that America needs to kind of tailor their squad. But again, we'll get to that point later down. But yeah, I mean that would be cool. Um we'll see what I wouldn't consider it a bomba, personally. But no, it, no, he's no. a very I, good I, player, for sure. Very I, good player. Yeah, no, of course. Of course. Of course. Um I guess we'll see. We'll absolutely have to wait and see. Uh but yeah, awesome. Thank you for bringing that up, Chris. Um anything else? That's it all I got right here too but alrighty then um, well tomorrow's game is going to be at uh, 7pm Pacific 
uh, that's 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Live going to be on to the end. Yeah, make sure you guys catch that over on Twitter as well as we're going to keep you guys up to date with everything going on in the world of Las Aguilas de la America. But, um, all righty then. With that said, thank you so much to everyone. Um, I do want to apologize. There is no bonus question tonight on the podcast. I was running a little bit uh, late with everything, but I am going to make it up. I'm going to have a, a Twitter bonus question come Sunday. Um, and that's going to be open to the whole public. So it doesn't, you know, have to necessarily join anything whatsoever. I'm going to post it on Sunday on Twitter. We'll keep liking it, reposting it. Make sure you guys get those bonus questions, um, those bonus answers. And uh, yeah, hopefully trivia continues to be a success. Thank you to all of you guys that are participating and join. I will post the league table come either tomorrow or and or Thursday. And uh, yeah, I do want to apologize for that. Uh, I, I know that someone was asking about that here. So, um, but that way you guys are, are are more up to date with everything going on. But everything besides that, thank you guys so much for coming on and talking all things to America. AP Junior, Ricardo, Midwestern Cholo, um, Louis, Eddie, everyone. Thank you so much for coming in, tuning in, and for all of you guys listening. Thank you so much. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on today, man, and, and really kind of uh, carrying the the, the show it was a little bit difficult um had a little bit of uh babysitting to do at the same time while we were recording this it was a tricky one and i do want to apologize to everyone else that kind of you know was in the mix of all of that so uh again i apologize but uh thank you guys for for bearing with me and and, and thank you chris for coming on and uh and and, and really uh carrying the show yeah bro i got you i like to apologize to everyone for the amber alert I don't know why it came up on my laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was not expecting that. I just hear boom, boom, and I'm just continuing to talk. You know, I'm just like, whatever. And then I see that I'm muted. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but I apologize for that, you know. And I got you, man. You know, we're here to talk about the club that we're passionate about. Enjoy me ranting, even though my voice is halfway gone. No, man, absolutely. Thank you so much. And I think everyone definitely, uh, definitely enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back next week. Like we mentioned, talking all things to America, big, big, big week for America. Um, as we do have, obviously, hopefully the continuing, the continuation of the Champions Cup, we have a big game against Pachuca. And then of course, following week, big news, big day for the stock market in America going public. So a lot of American news to cover. And so hopefully you guys stay tuned for all of that and much, much more. Alrighty then, you guys take care. Have a wonderful night. Be safe. And as always, Arriba la America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.